Hey everybody, this is the fourth episode of Wrestling Recess. I am Dyson Gold here, and today I'm joined by World Team member Allie Regan. Allie is a seven-time Senior World Team member, two-time Senior World Medalist, two-time WCWA National Champion, and two-time U.S. Open Champ. Thanks for coming on the podcast with me, Allie. Hi, thank you for having me, Dyson. So, uh, first question, uh, how and when did your wrestling career begin? Oh, gosh, I was super young, probably like seven, six, seven years old, something like that. And I played a bunch of sports. And so wrestling was just kind of one of those things um, that I did when I was younger to keep me busy because I was such a wild kid. Um, And my older brother wrestled and my dad was a high school wrestling coach and he wrestled through college and everything. So I would be at his practices and my brother's practices just be like swinging on the rope, having a good old time. And then I finally was just like, if I'm going to be here, I might as well join practice. So, yep, I, that's kind of how I did it. And then my first couple of years, I only did practices and they didn't want to like throw me out to the wolves yet. And um, I also did judo growing up. So really my first couple of years when I did compete, I only really threw a headlock. So that's all I really knew. It was probably like cringeworthy to my dad. But um, so, yeah, I would just like throw headlocks and kind of figure it out from there. But, yeah, that's kind of my story. So after you you said you uh, practiced just for a while. And then so after you started did start doing tournaments, did you like Mm -hmm. love it right away or or I guess Um, practice, too? Did you love it or did it take you a while to love it? um, I loved it. I love I'm a very competitive person to this day, too. And back even when I was a kid, uh, my whole family is very competitive still. And so we would always just compete in everything. So I think wrestling just was one of those things where I was like, it was okay to be competitive and want to win. So um, that just kind of showed up when I would try and wrestle. Because wrestling is like a fight, you know, you got to do whatever it takes to win. So I would just be out there scrapping and it kind of, it kind of came to me naturally and I loved it. So it was definitely something that got a lot of my energy out, which my parents liked too. So I think it was a good thing for everyone. Uh, once you started doing tournaments, did you have much success early on? Um, I, I, don't, I don't really remember. Um, but I know in Illinois, that's where I was born and raised. I grew up there. It was just me against the boys. So it was definitely hard at times and I hated losing I'd like cry after every loss like it was the end of the world or something you know um but I definitely I don't really remember how good I was but um I definitely competed with the guys at a young age so I think that if that explains it do you think uh wrestling uh with the boys when you're youth do you think it affects your uh your success or do you think it affected uh your success now did you think it helped you Yeah, it definitely helped me. Um, I know it's a huge thing for women these days that uh, they're trying to sanction all the states to be all girls, which I'm all for, because I know that our numbers will go go through the roof if it's girls wrestling girls. But for me, I loved wrestling the boys. Like, it pretty much made me tough. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know how good I would be today. So it definitely makes you... They, you're going to fight for everything. No one wants to lose to a girl. You know, you might get made fun of by your friends at a young age. So, and everyone would circle around the mat when the girl was wrestling, you know. So it was definitely interesting growing up being the only girl. Um, but I knew 
kind of in. I didn't really think I had anything to prove, but I'm glad that I went out and was competitive because I know that I kind of did have something to prove to everyone else. You said you uh, did judo growing up. Uh, did you play any other sports? Oh, yeah, I did judo, um, soccer, volleyball. Uh, what else did I do? Softball. Every, pretty much every sport you can imagine, track in middle school. Um, but in high school, I only did – I didn't do judo anymore. In high school, I, in the fall, I played volleyball. In the winter, I wrestled. And then in the spring, I played soccer. Which and sport? it wasn't honestly in until maybe like my senior year, I was like debating. I was probably more focused on soccer and volleyball and was looking to go play college for those two sports instead of wrestling. And then somehow it just kind of ended up at King and yeah, it's all from there. Which sport was your favorite? Besides I wrestling? honestly loved um, it's cr- makes me cringe now, but I still love soccer. Soccer was my favorite sport. Um, but now obviously wrestling is my, is my favorite, but soccer definitely was really had my attention. So uh, you said you went to King. Could you talk a little bit about your time at King? Oh yeah, it was, it was a great time. I, um, my freshman year, we were like, that was the second year that we we're a program. So it was a very new program. And, um, our coach was awesome. Jason Mormon. He was like a dad to me. He still is in my life. And, um, we talk all the time, but King, once he got like a bunch of rec- good recruits, my freshman year, that's really the reason I went there. I was going to go to Oklahoma city university. I like had verbal to wrestle there. And then I went on my visit and stuff like that. And I just didn't have like a good vibe, like something was off. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to keep looking. And so Jason Mormon, the coach, um, called me and was like, hey, I heard you're still looking around. You want to come visit King? And um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with Tennessee, but Tennessee in Bristol is where it is. And it's a very beautiful place. And the campus is really pretty. It's small. Um, Everyone kind of knows each other. So it was definitely, I loved King and I loved my years there. And all of us girls, once my first year, um, we kind of just all scrapped in the room together. And then the next year after me, um, there was a really good recruiting class too, where like Sarah Hildebrandt was on the team, Julia Salata, um, Amanda Hindi. So a bunch of great girls came from King. So we all just like would go in and just like beat the crap out of each other to make each other better. And I think that's how we became so successful as a program because we won like a bunch of national titles um, during my years. And I think they're still up there on the top, top teams too. So Tennessee is pretty awesome. I was just down there last yeah. week for vacation. I went yeah. down to the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area. Oh, yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, and I saw the Smoky Mountains. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like a different world down there. Everyone's so nice. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, so uh, what appealed to you about King? Um, I don't know. I really liked um, the coach, and then I liked that I had such great training partners. And for me, having a great coach and great training partners is really all I need. And just give us like a mat. It doesn't really matter where it's at, you know. So as long as I have those two things. I think that um, my career was going to be okay. So it was just that um, familiar, familiarity, if that's the word. <laughs> um, my dad was my coach all throughout, um, since I was a little kid throughout high school. So he was my high school coach as well. And 
Um, so coach Mormon kind of felt like a second dad to me. So he kind of like took over that role of like being my dad away from home and a great coach too. So it was, it was him that really attracted me to it. And then all the great training partners for sure. Who do you think, uh, helped with your success the most in your career? Um, growing up, I would definitely say my dad, um, gosh, he was, he still is in my corner. Like he was in my corner at final X and stuff like that too. him and Tom brands, but um, I would definitely say he's known me and been around my wrestling for so long that he definitely is very influential. Not as much to this day, if, I mean, um, as it is, because he knows I'm in great hands now here at Iowa. Um, but he is always trying to come visit and watch practices and stuff like that. So, and he goes to every tournament. He'll he'll be in Kazakhstan at World. So he's definitely probably been the most influential person on my career. I'd say. This might be a tough question for you. Where would you rather live, like uh, living-wise? Which is better, Tennessee or Iowa? Oh, I'm Iowa now, through <laughs> and through. So I'm biased because you just can't get – I love my time in Tennessee, don't get me wrong, but I love Iowa. Iowa City's awesome, and the training here is just out of this world. So how did you end up at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club? Um, I went after – King University I went and spent three years um, at the Olympic Training Center so it was just kind of our regional training centers wasn't really a thing then um, for women at least and so I went out and lived at the Olympic Training Center and loved my time there and then um, after 2016 Olympic trials I kind of I lost in the finals so I wasn't on the Olympic team and that was like very very heartbreaking to me and um and so I was like, well, at that point, I was like, I need something new. I can't do a whole nother quad um, here at the Olympic Training Center. I need something different, you know. Um, not that I didn't love my time at the Training Center and didn't love my coaches there. Terry Steiner is a Hawkeye, so he knows. Um, but I just definitely needed something different, um, like a different change of pace, everything. So um, that's when I, uh, Tom reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to – Join Hawkeye Wrestling Club. I did Corey Clark at the time, so I would visit him, and I would come out and visit, and then I'd be in the room all the time. And and then Tom, over the summer, asked me, he was like, hey, what would you think about uh, joining Hawkeye Wrestling Club? And I was like, wow, that's, like, the greatest thing, you know? So it was a no-brainer for me, really. And then from there, um, my first year was hard because I would go back – I didn't really have anyone to train with here. So I would go back, no other girls, stuff like that. So I would go here in Iowa City to Olympic Training Center and back and forth. And I had to put house in both places. So I was traveling a lot. And um, and Forrest Molnari, my teammate here now, she had just graduated from King and then moved out to Olympic Training Center. And I was like, every time I, I would go and visit the Olympic Training Center to train, we would train together and I'd be like, Hey, what do you think about visiting me in Iowa sometime? And so I kind of like planted the seed in her head and then she kind of planted the seed in Kayla's head. And then we both talked to Michaela Beck. And so, um, last year over the summer, probably in like June, July, sometime after final X, I like convinced them to come train with me. They probably just thought it was like, yeah, let's go train with Allie in Iowa. And so then they, like, fell in love with it, too. And I was like, I got you guys. Now you guys have to come. So, yeah, that's pretty much – that's a very extended story. But that's how I got to Hawkeye Wrestling Club. 
Was there a kind of like a thought behind, I guess, kind of recruiting like Forrest or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all those girls were all around the same weight, which is very convenient. So we can all train together. So there's four of us and we can all switch up partners throughout the week and stuff like that. So, I mean, I definitely kind of planned it out that way and it just worked out to be like perfect like that too. So, um, yeah, we're all around the same weight so we can all train together and it's, and we're all very competitive and we can all, I don't think the Hawkeye room is for everyone. And I think that I knew that I was like, these three girls will definitely be the ones to like, um, this training, which you would know it's not easy by any means. So yeah, there was definitely some thought behind it. (laughs) So what do you like about Iowa? Um, I mean, we have the best coaches in the world. Um, Tom and Terry Brands, you cannot beat them. They're like wrestling gurus. They bring such, um, not only technical, but mental, they like really help my mental game and everything. And I just learned so much from them every single day. And I'm so like lucky and blessed to be around them. Um, and then we also have Perry, who's our RTC coach. He travels with us everywhere and spends a lot of time with us girls. He is awesome. He is, like, so smart with wrestling. It's crazy. He knows everything about every position, and um, he's very smart with international wrestling as well. So he studies wrestling a lot, and he's got a great wrestling mind. Um, and then we have Morningstar and Telford, who are also great. I mean, you can't beat our coaching staff. And then the intensity in that room is just, like, through the roof. Everyone's in there every day just trying to get better and pushing each other. And it's just, it's a great environment to be around. Uh, could you give me a, a daily uh, schedule of a Hawkeye wrestler? Yeah. Um, well, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays in the mornings, I do strength and conditioning with our coach, our lifting coach, Quinn. And, um, and then in the afternoons, that's probably like seven or eight. And then, so we do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then in the afternoon, three o'clock practices is always um, like wrestling. The whole team's there. Um, like strength and conditioning is kind of on your own or with uh, Quinn, our lifting coach. And then in the afternoon, everyone is in um, at practice then. And um, we could be in there for hour and a half to three hours. You never really know how hard and long practice is going to be. And then Tuesday and Thursday mornings, um, we do like individual techniques. So Perry or Tom, whoever, whichever coach is working with us will do technique that morning, um, spar positions, stuff like that. Um, and more individualized stuff. And then Tuesday and Thursday afternoons is the same. Actually every afternoon at three is just like hard wrestling. And then those mornings are like that. Yeah. If you had to describe the brands brothers in just one short sentence each, what would you say? Let's start with Tom. Um, okay, one short sentence. That is going to be really hard. Um, short sentence. That, that might be impossible. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Tom is very selfless when it comes to his wrestlers. So that'll be my sentence. And I, I'll explain that by he, whatever us wrestlers, any of us need, he will go above and beyond to get that done. So whether it's, hey, I need you to put me through this practice or I need this advice from you, stuff like that, he would go above and beyond for each one of his wrestlers and even outside of wrestling. 
if you get an injury, it's like, hey, let me call uh, the doctor here to get you in. If you need anything, he would, he just goes above and beyond for all of his wrestlers. So on and off the mat. So yeah. Terry, oh gosh, that one's hard too. Um, Terry Brands is. Uh, gosh, he, this is this is hard. I'm sorry, I'm spacing. Um, Terry Brands is very influential on and off the mat. So I think so. By explaining that, I'll explain that by he's very. Um, he says that you have to be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all um, to be your best self, all together. So that's obviously on and off the mat. Physically, you know, so he definitely helps um, with a lot of mental sides of wrestling, and of course, he wrestles, uh, helps us with the physical side of wrestling. He puts us through practices like every day, but he definitely helps with the mental side um, of wrestling and right and stuff like that. So I, he's definitely influential both on and off the mat. How about Mark, Mark Perry? Perry? Is a wrestling genius, I'll say. Um, he just knows so much about wrestling and every different style, every person. I'll be like, Hey, I need to find out information on this girl. I think she's going to be my weight. Like five minutes later, I'll get a text with all this, these videos of her, what she's done, you know, how to beat her. Um, so he knows that about like every person and he has studied, he studies wrestling so well that he is just a wrestling guru in that aspect. Could you uh, give us one funny story of Mark oh, Perry? Oh, gosh. Um, there are so many. He's a goon. Um, an appropriate story. Well, we were just in <laughs> Japan um, doing a camp there. And he, he like, eats, like, weird stuff, I feel like. Or, like, is, is might be a picky eater. I don't know. So he would go. To the 7-Eleven, which was, like, we were in this, like, mountain town where there really wasn't anything but, like, a 7-Eleven. So, every morning, he would, like, come to the bus to go to training with, like, a rice ball and, like, a drink. And he was, like, man, I'm just living off this 7-Eleven. And we just, like, everything that he does and, like, his mannerisms are just so funny to us. And he's just, yeah, he's funny. Who's the comedian of the uh, Iowa The girl's team? definitely Michaela Beck. Do you follow her on Instagram? Yeah, she's... Oh, yeah. She's her a riot. Her are unbelievable. Um, you should, she wants to start a podcast, so I'm going to tell her that a 13-year-old is beating her to her podcast game, and she needs to step it up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to have her talk to you about how to start a podcast, because she's all about it. Um, but, yeah, so she's hilarious on the women's side. And then on the guy's side, oh, my gosh, they're all – probably Gavin Teasdale. He is so funny. Have you <laughs> talked to him before? Uh, he used to go yeah. to my club, Young Guys. Yeah, so I've he's talked a clown. To him a little bit. He's so funny. So – and I've seen on your social media pages oh that you gosh. love cats. Why <laughs> cats? Well, it's – I love my cats. I don't know if I love all cats. Um, but, yeah, it's <laughs> – the final X press conference, they called me crazy cat lady. The fluorescent people did. I was like, oh gosh, is that what I'm being known for now? <laughs> but yeah, I love sushi and butters. They're like my babies. Um, they have like such great personalities. And the reason I got cats was because, I mean, 
personally, like, no offense, Sushi Butters, but, like, I'm a dog person because I thought that they just had more personality, and I've always had dogs growing up, you know? But it's just really hard from our schedule. We travel so much and aren't home all day, stuff like that, to, to take care of a dog. So I was like, I want some kind of love in my life. Let's get a cat. So I got a cat, and then I got another one, and then they've changed my life. I'm so obsessed with them. And follow them at Sushi the Truth on Instagram. It's funny. Okay, good. I follow them. <laughs> uh, could you talk a little bit about your future in the sport? Like how long you'll compete, maybe coaching yeah. or uh, fighting, um, etc. So for sure until 2020. Um, after that, I'm going to take it year by year because what next year I'll be for the Olympics, I'll be 28, which is like kind of oldish in wrestling. And then to commit to a whole nother cycle will be what I'd be 32, which is pretty old, you know, in the sport. Um, so definitely after 2020, just take it year by year and see if my, how my body's going to hold up and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'd love to wrestle forever, but I don't know if that's really realistic. Um, (laughs) so yeah, definitely taking that year by year after 2020. And then I would love, um, I mean, all the talk about women's D1 wrestling is like around the corner. I would love to be a coach and coach D1 women's wrestling. Um, and if not, like I, I've always wanted to be an athletic director to, cause I love sports and, um, I'd love to be a boss. So to be an athletic director would be like, um, yeah, a definite career goal for me as well. So just seeing where that takes me, I know I have to get my master's to be an athletic director and I've put that off because <laughs> I've been busy training. So, um, probably coaching after I'm done competing and getting my master's, um, as a grad assistant type position and then going from there. So, yeah. I don't know about fighting. I thought I was going to fight for a while because I was like, I love to fight. But then I'm like, uh, I don't really want like, I don't know if I want all that, you know, but maybe WWE because it's like fake, you know, but we'll see. I don't know. What, what would your name oh, be? Um, Alley Cat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very creative in that aspect. So if you have any suggestions, send them my way. last question what advice would you give to any youth wrestlers um any youth wrestlers I would say um just work hard and love the sport like I love wrestling and I love how much I can learn even at my age like from a young age you can learn so much from everyone so just like open your ears open your eyes close your mouth go to work work very hard and just learn and learn so much about the sport. And, um, I think that's even at my age, what draws me to the sport. So I think as a young, as a young kid, you can learn so much and just to work hard and learn is really my best advice and not cut weight. Don't do that because you shouldn't do that as a young kid. So, yeah. Well, Allie, that's okay. all I got for you today. It was a blast talking with you. I hope we can get you yeah, back. On definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Maybe after you win a world title. I'm with you there. (laughs) See you. Bye. See ya. What's up, everyone? I'm back to answer some questions from listeners. First question is from Wrestler Never Dies as a Cat Fan. Which is more likely for Team SA, top three or below five this year? Wrestler Never Dies as a Cat Fan, they're winning the dang thing. Our next question is from Mike Oxlong. 
Do you think Jaden will pull his red shirt now that Yoni has taken one? It would probably be beneficial for his season, but I don't think he will. And our last one is from Ryan Warner. Predictions for Lee redshirting and Yanni Zane and Ringer Dake. I don't think Lee will redshirt, and I think Yanni deserves a third match, but not sure he will get it. And I got Dake in three. Make sure you guys follow my Twitter at Wrestling Recess. And follow my Instagram, WrestlingRecess underscore podcast. And my Gmail is WrestlingRecess at gmail.com. Thanks for the questions and keep sending them in. Peace.